This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Morena nomai kiti korero and welcome to the catch-up on Manawatu People's Radio Tereo Irarangi o Natangata o Manawatu. Uh, we wake up to a Thursday morning. Uh, well, it's Thursday where you are. Now, the reason I say that is because we are recording this episode of the catch-up on Wednesday and uh, things tend to change pretty quickly. But if you are hearing this interview, then I'm assuming uh, that everything is still as we are laying it out right now. And on the phone, we have CEO of Horizons Regional Council, Michael McCartney. Uh, Atamari, Michael. Morena, Fraser, how are you? Uh, yes, it's an interesting time once again, but this time I don't think we can say it's unprecedented. No, no, and as uh, I came to work this morning with our ECC activated, it was very familiar territory for us, so um, yeah, look, uh, level four uh, affecting the country, and, and today's news, especially this morning, who knows what Thursday morning will be, but Wednesday morning, uh, additional four cases. So we now have uh, Delta, and the, there's more than one case. So, um, you know, we have to sort of play uh, each day as it comes and look forward to the briefings um, from health and others around what our next action is. But today, um, we have activated the uh, Emergency Coordinating Centre um, for the region. Um, that is a support entity comprising our civil defence emergency management staff uh, within Horizons. And our role is to support the lead agency, which is Mid-Central Health in our region. So health is the lead authority when it comes to the pandemic response. And our role is to provide support, um, intelligence, um, coordination and uh, liaise with central government on, on action. So very much a support role. We're lucky that we have a purpose-built facility in the form of Te Nui here in Palmerston North that is designed for uh, emergency management response. And currently we have what we call our blue team, which is roughly about a dozen staff led by Craig Grant, the controller, who will then provide the support um, via the ECC to the region and agencies for the next week, seven days. And then that team will stand down and be replaced if we're in that case of having to go beyond seven days with uh, the green team, um, which will be led by Jed Shirley and the same similar sort of number. So, you know, we've got ourselves organised, we've activated um, and are ready to respond and support. Uh, our belief is probably one of the key issues for the region, as it was last time, will be welfare. Um, so we're making sure that we're there in support of agencies in the welfare space that's likely to be led by a Ministry of Social Development. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's, so, a, it's an interesting one, that one, because uh, last time round, as you say, uh, welfare was a strong focus. And one of the benefits of Tel Nui is that you have your emergency coordination centre there run by Horizons and the team there, mm-hmm. but you are also housed alongside uh, the Palmerston North City Council EOC, uh, the Emergency Operations right. Centre. So there's a, a good uh, a link there for the welfare in, of the biggest city uh, in, in the uh, area um, and the outliers can tap into that as well. That's right and, um, and like us, um, Palmerston City have activated uh, on the same premises on the same floor, their blue team so we've got two blues at the moment and they're, that's their bubble and they'll, like us, replace their blue team with their green team 
um, in seven days' time if need be. So it's good to have that facility. And we learnt from previously that having a dual team system was far safer. Um, we did a significant independent debrief post uh, last year's um, lockdown in, in response, and there's some changes we've made to our response this time. And, and one of them is to have dual teams running in complete isolation. So essentially, Te Aonui, in, in, from an EOC point of view, was quarantined. Uh, only blue team members are allowed in there. Um, no one else is allowed in there uh, from either city council or ourselves um, in that floor. And when they stand down um, and replaced with the green team, then there will be a deep clean being undertaken. Now, if we are unlikely, uh, unfortunately, going to get an outbreak um, amongst any of those team members, then we have a fallback position, which will then activate our functions from um, regional house here in Palmerston North. It equally has some emergency response capability. So, um, you know, and, and so we've got all those contingencies covered. Uh, but like anything uh, in this circumstance in this world, we, we simply don't know what could be thrown at us. Um, but yeah. yeah, we're doing all we can. Um, just uh, with a, a line on welfare, um, one of the, the big things was the, the, the hotline, the phone number that, that people in vulnerable, particularly in vulnerable situations, could call for assistance. Has that been activated yet, or are you waiting to see if this is just going to be the, the snap three-day lockdown or a longer run thing? Yeah, I need to take advice on that, um, Fraser. I think it may may be still waiting on what's happening from a central government point of view in terms of their activation. Um, but certainly what I would ask people to do, to go to our website, we'll have all the information on there as soon as possible, including contact numbers um, when they're available. So that would be my suggestion at this stage, um, rather than me spend a lot of time trying to search yeah, a multitude no. of emails trying to find it. So, yeah, um, you know, all of us should be checking... Um, the Ministry of Health uh, website and the um, Civil Defence website, Horizons website and others, or the City website. So there'll be a lot of consistency and there'll be press releases going out on a regular basis. So from a Horizon-centric point of view, we've re- released a, a press release this morning on transport and buses, which is a key issue um, for people who have to get to either essential service function or to their, um, their essential needs. Um, so buses are running as per normal today, uh, as of Wednesday and potentially tomorrow. Um, but there are those requirements that we're all aware of, which is face masks and the like. So they need to, and social distancing. So that needs to be adhered to. So that's all operated as it was before. And that's we good to that's reduce- good to know, Michael, because I know uh, in the last lockdown, the the longer one last year, uh, the buses were operating on on uh, very specific timetables, and it got a, a, a little convoluted at times, with good reason. Um, but at the moment, uh, certainly as of Wednesday morning, uh, the the buses are running on their normal timetables, but it is for essential services only. Uh, if there is any yep. change to that between when we're recording this interview and when it goes live on Thursday morning, we will make sure to let the listeners know. Yep, absolutely. And, and look, it's not only for um, essential services, it's for those people who are accessing their needs. So um, those who might need to go to the pharmacy or to, or to the supermarket can still use the buses subject to those requirements around social distancing and face mask wearing. So we will review the, the service arrangements uh, in the next day or so. And um, there could be a decision that needs to be made to sort of wind back services. For example, as I drove to work this morning, I saw the, the bus in Ashurst that was completely empty um, but was parked up there waiting. So we'll, we'll, we'll monitor this on a, on a regular basis. And again, we'll update any changes to timetable if that was to happen on our website, um, on Horizon's website. So people want to keep abreast of that. But in the meantime, as of Wednesday and potentially Thursday, services will be um, as per normal.
Uh, we are here with Michael McCartney, CEO of Horizons Regional Council on the catch-up, obviously uh, focusing on the level four lockdown that we are uh, currently facing. I don't want to be an ultimate pessimist, Michael, but uh, that is, you are now uh, in Te Nui, which is the emergency response centre. Um, you have a sort of skeleton crew. We talked about the blue team that are managing this. Um, <laughs> I'm looking out the window. It's raining quite a lot at the moment. Uh, we need, I yep. suppose, some assurance that we are ready to go if, you know, more things hit the fan. Yep. Yeah, it's a good question, um, Fraser. And, and just to let um, listeners know that um, we have th- essentially three teams working currently um, at the moment, uh, one of which is the blue team, which is on the response to the COVID and support for the health response in government. And as I said, there's about a dozen staff, 15 staff there. We also have a team um, separate from that, which is our concurrent response team. So we've got a, an officer leading that out, a manager leading, leading that out. In the incident that we get a flood or another natural disaster, we need to have measures in place for concurrent planning. So that officer has got a team of people that is monitoring um, rainfall, floods, those sorts of things in particular, because that's probably our greatest risk. Um, and having teams available outside that uh, emergency COVID team to deal with uh, motor spillway gate openings and all those sorts of things. So that's the second team that's, that's available uh, to deal with concurrent response. And then the third team uh, is our IMT, uh, internal management team, and that deals with the other business of Horizons that needs to be um, dealt with, including the welfare of staff, um, you know, the HR issues and all those other um, matters such as PEP for our um, other two teams that are operationalised. So, yeah, look, uh, we had to, during the last um, COVID experience, do some scenario planning for a concurrent event. Um, so what would happen if we got a major earthquake or a major flood? And we did some detailed analysis around what, how we would manage that. And again, the learnings from that scenario we have um, in place um, as best we can in terms of this response. At the moment, in terms of weather, it, might, it is pretty miserable out there, but um, everything seems to be under control from a flood point of view. There's an odd bit of drainage issue around the place, but we're responding to that. I have uh, had the privilege of had, uh, having a look around Tel Nui, and if people need any reassurance that you are monitoring things, uh, you, you, you've got it. Uh, <laughs> all the screens and the walls monitoring all of the, the water levels and everything, you know, all the alarm systems in place. There is no danger of anything happening without you guys knowing about it, at the very least. That's right, and we've got backup teams to support the IT functionality of that as well, because we have things like the IVR, um, the internal voice recording system that phones people out around flood levels. So that has to be maintained because that's the best early warning you can provide. So all those back office functions are being provided largely remotely, which is great because we've got good ability to actually have staff working from home. Um, again, uh, well, we trialled this prior to the first lockdown last year. Um, we had a day where staff worked from home and we learnt from that experience and put in some new systems. So. Look, you know, for, for you know, 300 staff at Horizons, it's not unusual, not uncommon. And, um, you know, we sort of swung into action pretty quickly last night um, and, uh, and today. And it's really carrying on as best we can based on the essential service provision uh, with business as usual um, for those services with people working from home. So, um, you know, touch wood, as we all hope in our community that this is a short and sharp, as we've been told. Um, but time will tell whether that is the case. 
Um, you mentioned uh, you've got a team there dealing with things like staff welfare. How are the team holding up? Is it kind of is there a bit of a despondency? Oh God, here we go again. Or are people sort of not relishing the challenge, but maybe in a slightly more comfortable place than last time because yeah. some of the systems are actually there now? Yeah, look, I think like always, having had a bit of experience in emergency response with overall flood events and other things, at early stages of any response from authorities, there's what I call the adrenaline surge. So people are very, um, you know, very animated, very keen to get involved and very willing. So we had everyone here this morning in terms of the teams, um, and that works really well. So the key thing for us is to make sure we, we actually provide support systems for those people and we maintain a level of energy going forward. And, you know, not everyone has, has the, with home issues and that, has the sustainability over a long period of time. So we constantly monitor that um, through our HR function and have backup systems in place to allow people to say, look, they can't come in today, we have an alternative person who can fill a role within the confines of those bubbles. So um, that's a constant issue for us is to monitoring um, well-being of our staff um, and because uh, if it's a long gig, then, you know, we need the team there at the end as well as the energy at the beginning. Um, that's probably true of any business. Um, Of course. Um, We are obviously uh, looking at this Delta strain, which seems to disregard uh, elements of distancing and and, and MIQ more than the the other variant. Um, So I guess the the chances of it spreading across the country are slightly increased. I don't want to be scaremongering. Uh, As I say, we're recording this on Wednesday. Everything still seems to be Coromandel and Auckland-based. Hopefully we've got it early. But you did mention your work working with MidCentral in in providing the response locally. Does that include any reprioritisation of facilities at the moment in case it does spread into our region? Look, I think all agencies uh, and our coordination role needs to be um, viewing this as if we have COVID in our region, how we are prepared to deal with that. So while we can, to a degree at the moment, sit back and go, well, it's further north, it's in Coromandel and it's there's no um, dots on maps in our neck of the woods. Um, that won't serve us well at all if all of a sudden there is a dot in you know, Hokewit and Palmerston North or somewhere else in our region. So we have to plan and manage things as if um, we have um, potentially could happen tomorrow and how we're going to deal with it. And that's the learnings from our previous COVID experience, hence the, the, the very rigorous requirements around the two teams that are completely separated um, and, you know, the deep cleans and all those sorts of things. And scenarios, if one of our team members was to get COVID, what would we do and how would we maintain our coordinated service? So we will be doing that. Um, Mid-Central Health will be doing that. Palmerston North will be doing that. Everyone will be doing that from a from their own um, service level point of view. So, um, yeah, we can always hope. Um, and if we're, if we're well prepared, if, um, you know, on the, on the very unfortunate circumstances we are in that situation, then we at least have the ability to respond. So... Um, we always take that mindset into these response arrangements. Indeed. Um, we'll probably wrap up shortly in a minute, Michael. I know you've got uh, a lot going on today, obviously. Uh, but just a reminder, really, that the Horizons website, horizons.govt.nz, uh, should be people's first port of call if they need an update. You'll be updating that fairly frequently. And whilst yeah. I know you've got the EOC and the ECC in Te Nui and you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, chances are people will want to know about how they can get welfare support and how they can yeah. access public transport and those are two things that they will find on the Horizons website yes? That's right absolutely and if, if 
the, the contacts to other agencies will be coordinated through the website. So we'll give you other contact numbers if you need any of those specific questions answered. Um, and there'll be more communications going out via media um, and, and fortunately have radio stations like yours and others to communicate that to listeners and it's, it's really critical that all media networks come together at a time like this and get the message out there because you know, repetition is really important. Indeed, and on that note, we'll just let people know that whilst we're getting through this week without the uh, reinstigating uh, of the the morning show, the COVID-19 morning show that we did last year on NPR, uh, if things uh, progress, either we're maintaining level four or even a reduction to level three next week, we will reinstate that morning show so that we can get the information from the horses' mouths themselves uh, with City Council, Regional Council, District Council, and of course, uh, uh, Central Government representatives. Representatives as well. Uh, Michael McCartney, CEO of Horizons Regional Council, uh, thank you for taking the time to reassure us a little bit that things appear to be in hand and being calmly managed at the moment. Yep, my pleasure. You take care. Well, I hope all the listeners take care as well. All the best. There we go. Michael McCartney from Horizons Regional Council. We'll be back tomorrow with hopefully Tangi Utikeri, Emema o Parimata o Papaioya uh, for the catch-up, and then Jimmy Ellingham on Monday from the Manawatu Standard. Join us then. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.